0: I did watch the Sugar Ray Leonard box out. With, what's her with? What's her face? Jill Goodacre, which she was just like, okay, five, six, seven, eight, five, six, seven, eight, uppercut, yeah. <laughs> did you did you watch it? I didn't watch it. I just googled it. <laughs> it, was, it was so funny, and he's super young. So like, he's just like you're going to want to get some sturdy shoes. I wear boxing shoes, but you just need something sturdy to support your ankles. And then it's, it's all like eighties. Like it's like jock jams music. (laughs) He's like, I've got Jill Goodacre with me. And she's like, hi, sugar Ray. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Is that where the band got their name from? I don't know. Sugar Ray is putting out a new album soon. The only way I know this is because there's a Big Brother celebrity that I have to start watching. And Mark, what is it? Mark McGrath? Mark McGrath is one of the main players of Big Brother Celebrity. And he talks about how he's making a new album right now.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. Is that something people are asking for?
0: I don't think so. I don't think he knows that he's not relevant anymore.
1: Oh buddy. He like hung on to those frosted tips for way too long.
0: Oh they're still there. Oh no. Oh they are very much still there. He looks exactly as he did, but like aged with plastic surgery. Oh no. Too tan. Oh he is he is clinging to his youth. Oh no. Oh Mark. It's okay. Go quietly into the night. It's okay. He he doesn't want to. No. He, He will not. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh man when that comes out we'll have to play some on our show
0: <laughs> uh-huh for sure
1: yeah <laughs> yeah i'm sarah and i'm ashley in high school we were best friends and now that
0: we're old we're still best friends and we both really love the show friends we love it so much that we thought we'd rewatch it together and tell you all about it so join us to
1: find out all the details that two people who weren't there can find out from the internet
0: Be better
1: better friends, watching Friends. Friends? I have so many things about Friends today. (laughs) I oh my gosh, there's so much Friends around. I was, I'm glad that you were a little bit delayed because I was sitting in Court's dad's armchair, uh, reading my friend's book and taking notes on my legal pad.
0: (laughs) I spent way too much time watching that Microsoft video. Because I was just like, what the hell is happening here? It's so weird. It's so weird. And it's so long. Yeah, it's like half an hour. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that was fun. Well, should we start? Let's do it. Officially start? Let, let's officially, officially start. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, hi. Hi, friend. Hi. Happy Polita birthday. Thank you. It was a really good one. Good number just, two in quarantine. Yeah, it basically has been my only quarantine birthday because the first one didn't count because it was right at the shutdown. Oh yeah. Yeah, everyone was freaking out. And <laughs> it just kind of overshadowed everything. But it's good. We I've got like we've got our vaccines. We were able to go on a date. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh! Tyler and I went on a date. Um, I have to tell you really, really quickly, our first date out in the world was we didn't know quite what to do um, or how to navigate restaurants because we hadn't been to one since before the pandemic happened. So we decided to go to Makuni's and um, but it was the Makuni's in the mall. Oh, God. (laughs) So we got there at five o'clock because we were trying to hit happy hour, but we missed it. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So we got there and we still had to wait for 15 minutes at five o'clock.
1: In a pandemic.
0: In a pandemic. And then they seated us not inside the restaurant, but inside the mall. No. They had like roped off a section in the main part of the main entrance of the mall. So we basically were sitting right next to the host stand where all these people were waiting inside the entrance to the mall and we just looked at each other like so i guess this is our date <laughs> oh no <laughs> you had to sit outside inside it was it was inside outside but also we just had to watch all these people stare at us <laughs> waiting for their tables
1: what are they eating that yeah. looks good <laughs> oh my gosh um, going in a mall sounds
0: horrifying well, everything is shut down in like oh. everything was shut down inside the mall except for the restaurant. So we were just like, uh, I guess this is a date. And then we were done by 630 and we were like, well, now what do we do? So we went back and got our kids. <laughs> and Carrie and Alex were like, what are you doing here?
1: We were Did just like, just
0: our date's over. Oh, no.
1: Well, that's a lot of activity, though, when you go from, like, just being home all the time to an hour and a half away. I know.
0: Oh, my gosh. We we got to, like, talk to each other. I have
1: have a question. Did you sit next to each other?
0: We did. We totally did.
1: (laughs) That's really cute. That's really sweet.
0: We like to cuddle.
1: Yeah. (laughs) At (laughs) Makuni's. Just you guys and the hostess and 50 other people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> totally.
1: <laughs> uh, sushi sounds uh, so good.
0: It was delicious. Although it was really weird. There, they had no menus. It was just like one um, page of that was laminated with QR codes. So it was mm-hmm. like, scan for a drink menu, scan for this. Because it was like, everything was touchless.
1: Yeah. Because like, you oh. had to enhance it yourself, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> yeah it was weird anyway it was a great birthday good
1: well you don't look a day over 24
0: i'm 28 is the new well i'm 28 we are (laughs) i'm I'm just gonna be 28 forever that's fine just like the friends Hmm?
1: (laughs) it's a great segue into friends yes it's friends time
0: do you want to do some trivia? I was going to ask if you had any today. I do. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm ready. Okay.
1: Uh, what does Monica admit to putting in Phoebe's vegetarian pate? Ground beef.
0: It's goose, but... Goose. What's pate? <laughs> I don't... I should have said goose. Duck? I almost said duck. Ugh. It's close. It's close Whatever. enough. Pate is just
1: like... It's just like creamed
0: meat, right? Oh, Oh, God. As soon as you like, I I was anticipating you describing it and had like a uh, reaction.
1: It's just like something that's gone through like a a blender
0: and then Uh, to a cube, right? I don't think it's even a cube. I think it's like a dollop. Oh, oh. Oh, God. Sorry.
1: Oh, a blended meat dollop.
0: It's fancy. Oh god, gross. That's so gross. Okay. okay, sorry, so I got that one wrong. <laughs> it's okay. I mean me, whatever.
1: How does Monica incorrectly refer to a shutout in Foosball?
0: Oh no. I wouldn't get this. I don't I don't know. I have no idea. She calls it a shutdown. That's dumb. I, I didn't
1: even know Foosball had terms. I thought you just like whip it around.
0: <laughs> yeah. I would have called it a shutdown too. I shut you down. I feel like I win. I yeah. <laughs> okay, um,
1: who let it slip that Ross was having a son?
2: <gasps> oh.
0: Oh my god. It's hard. I know these are really hard. Um, okay. okay, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Let me let me think. Let me think. It was Chandler.
1: No. It is one of the six, though. Joey, it's Rachel. Ugh. I don't, I don't remember re- that. I don't either. But it's got to be coming soon because Carol's. We see Carol in this one, real pregnant, so yeah, must be coming soon.
0: Oh, I have so many things to say about her, where she's at with her pregnancy, and how <laughs> how the writers think pregnancy goes. I'm t- <laughs> sorry. Next one. Okay. Uh, What type of business did Joey's
1: dad own?
0: Oh my goodness, this is Gosh. hard. <laughs> I'm
1: Wait, sorry. Ta- is, is it a tailor? No, it's a pipe fitting business. But that's like tailoring pipes, right? <laughs> that counts. No, he's a
0: pipe tailor. No. Okay. Okay. Um, even a, was- even as I said it was tailor, I knew it was not the right answer. <laughs> well, They're Italian, right? Is that okay? well i was thinking about when he sends when he sends ross to his tailor Mm. and he gets fondled yeah is that what (laughs) That's good cuppage gesture (laughs) i wish you could all see sarah's hands right now and what they're doing just a little one-handed scoop
1: (laughs) um okay i'm sorry these are all hard what did the candy hearts that janice bought for chandler say
0: um... <laughs> Bing-a-ling
1: Oh, that's a good guess It's Chan and Jan forever <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's good Oh, man
0: Okay Well, those, those wow, are I was I was 0 for
1: 5 <laughs> on those <laughs> Those were hard It's okay, we're not keeping track anyway I didn't know any of those either
0: Okay, that's okay I, I, I fully admit I don't know all the friends things, and I'm learning as we go.
1: These are all, like, I I always feel like I know the show so well, but these are the kind of intricate questions that I'm like, I know all the plots.
0: Yeah, one-time trivia is hard. Yeah, really hard. Especially in a 10-season show.
1: Right, when it, when they used to do, like, 22 episodes a, sh- a season. Yeah bananas yeah
0: i was listening to
1: office ladies and they were talking about how the season that they had i think it's season four whichever one that came out during the writer's strike nbc had ordered 30 episodes for that season and they ended up only having like i don't know half because of the writer's strike but it was like even more than like 20 they were saying how grueling it was to do 20 plus episodes and to have to do 30 would be
0: bananas oh my gosh I assume I have no idea, but I, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> doesn't that just extend your year, like your work year? Yeah, yeah. To have to do a whole episode
1: in a week seems really hard.
0: I can't. I mean, I I'm not I'm not an actory person, but I don't I don't think I would be able to memorize lines like that Mm-mm. so quickly. No. I don't Mm-mm.
1: know. I couldn't. I can't act for so. I can't lie, I can't do anything. I can't either. (laughs) It's hard. Okay, I have this new feature that I'm calling Book Facts from my book of Fence Facts. Um,
0: (laughs) I hope you find a good sound effect for it. I'm just going to go rapid fire. I'll try to go quickly. Wait, hey, should we introduce what the episode is? Sure. We're, so we're at season one, episode nine, the one where underdog gets away. Yeah, we're almost to double digits. So excited. This is a like, oh, this is the first Thanksgiving one. Yep. Very first one. It's, some, it's something special. <laughs> okay. Carry on with your book facts. Okay, here we go.
1: Um, so the coffee shop is actually based on a restaurant in New York that the set designer, John Schaffner, or Schaffner, used to go to in the West Village. Um, and it had a, it was a corner restaurant, and so it had this door on an angle in the corner, and that's what they based the coffee shop on. And they decided, like, having that corner-angled door would give them, he called them, pow moments. So people, because people can walk in the door straight to camera. So that was oh. And then in Monica's apartment, there was a ton of personal stuff from John um, from his New York apartment in the 70s. Uh, He was also in a six-floor walk-up and those shelves that you hate so much in her apartment, in his apartment in the 70s, he didn't have a bunch of cupboards, so he built shelves and put them on the wall. And so that's where those came from in this apartment was from his real life experience having those shelves.
0: Interesting, I thought it was just a New York thing. Because when we see, in this episode, when we see Carol and Susan's apartment, they have the same, like, shelves all over the place. So maybe it's just, like, a small apartment thing. Well, oh.
1: guess, guess who designed that set, too? Oh, well.
0: John. Yeah, okay.
1: He said that, um, he actually said Carol's apartment was his favorite set besides Central Park.
0: I really liked it, actually. I have a lot of things to say about it. I have one very specific thing to say. <laughs> That was upsetting. Okay, so Kevin
1: Bright and Jim and uh, Kevin Bright and Jim Burroughs. Jim mm-hmm. Jim right? I can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> Couldn't tell if it was John or Jim. Okay, Kevin Bright and James Burroughs. That's why I'm confused.
0: You can call him Jim. I think we're I familiar. Jim. I think we're familiar okay. enough by now. I think
1: it's a Jim in the book. so all right, Kevin and Jim um, helped come up with the idea for the big window in Monica's apartment. Because the set designer had originally just done two really long windows, like in the boys' apartment. And Kevin and Jim were like, well, we like the idea of having the windows, but could you make it a skylight? And he was like, the skylight would be in the ceiling when we are going to see it. And so they like reworked it and, and did those big windows that you see. Nice. And Kevin Bright said he didn't want an all-white set. And so John is the one who asked to make the walls purple. And... Um, they purposely picked that shade of purple to be, and one of the reasons that they liked having so much color was that if you're flipping through the channels and you see it, you can be like, oh, that's friends and you know it.
0: Yeah. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, quick, quick side note. I take Ellie on walks in our, in our neighborhood sometimes, and she loves going down a certain street that has the friend's house. It is painted the, the color of Monica's apartment. Oh my. On, on the outside and she can oh every, every time we go by she's like we should paint our house that color and i'm like nope
1: <laughs> she's got great taste yes
0: she can be on our podcast
1: <laughs> so monica's couch in her apartment was so comfortable that the actors liked to sleep on it when they weren't shooting
0: oh isn't that cute that's pretty sweet But on the flip
1: side, her fridge was not always turned on and often the stuff inside was spoiled and smelled really bad. Oh, that is awful. That's horrifying. And so they were saying that's why you don't often see them opening and shutting it or getting things out or putting things in because it was like not on. (laughs) Like, you're running all these lights and you can't just put the fridge on or just like just have it be off and put in like fake things. Like What are we doing?
0: Yeah or you could just keep a fridge plugged in and keep it stocked with things right Right. um a stinky (laughs) fridge is the worst smell it's one of the worst smells in the world it's so bad the set designer greg came up
1: with the people picture frame that was his idea apparently all the doors in new york apartments are just like slab like really thick steel slab doors and you can't alter them in any way So this was their way to, like, make it more exciting. Aw. There's no color in the boys' apartment because, quote, these boys are afraid of color. (laughs) (laughs) So that was purposeful that they, like, did it all in brown until Joey gets, like, a good acting job, and then they start bringing in, like, the yellow couch or the barca loungers or, so. Also,
0: I think it's just, like, very true to boy's aesthetic of not mm-hmm. caring about color or, or nice things <laughs>
2: exactly
1: like let's give up half our kitchen space for this foosball table because who cares about having a kitchen yeah yeah <laughs> I mean let's have poultry live in our apartment because who cares
0: <laughs> oh my god that,
1: mm. we'll talk okay. about that when we get there
0: they <laughs> would stuff. poop all over the place You'd live in
1: poop. It's bad. It is a smell that is not... It's not something you can live with. And ducks especially are so disgusting. They make everything wet. And, like, so, like, chickens are pretty... Like, it's dry. Their poop will dry. It it just, like, kind of stays. But duck poop is, like, runny. Plus, they splash water everywhere. And they're just, like, really aggressively, like, flaily. I don't know. It's just... Talk about ducks more. Okay. <laughs> but like every time we'd get new chickens or ducks, um, I, we'd have to have them inside with a, a warm light while they're. Yeah. The babies to go outside. Yeah. And it was awful. It was awful. Just. And, and like, that was just little tiny babies stuck in a box. They were not roaming around. <laughs> like, on everything. Oh God. <laughs> I'll think of some more duck facts for next time for you. Cat. <laughs> we actually had one time a chicken a duck that we raised together and the chicken thought it was a duck and it would like keep trying to go in the pool with the duck and it had like kept it from drowning like two times and then it finally drowned because it was oh like oh my god a
0: duck. That's so sad swim. yeah But
1: chickens aren't very smart no
0: so. <laughs> they're actually dinosaurs or related to dinosaurs yeah Um, Even Brighton knows that. He tells us all the time. Oh, do they have a, does he know like a special dinosaur name for them? No, he just says chickens are dinosaurs. Oh, well,
1: he's pretty smart.
0: Learned everything from Google.
1: (laughs) I love that Google's like his parent and his best friend.
0: Oh, yeah, all the time. He's like, Google, I love you. You're so nice so cute and she responds being like thanks you're nice too oh no I'm she's like,
1: gonna be sentient oh, soon oh god, <laughs> you're nice too and i'm taking over now <laughs> uh, uh, okay um the prop that i thought this was a little bit bananas i've never thought about this item um the prop that friends fans asked about the most was the tasseled italian lamp in monica's apartment
0: which i know I, it, I- I- I know which one you're talking about it's is it the one between the chair and the couch on the table no it's in the corner by the window and it's like it's like um a, like an inverted cone oh, and it has like a little okay. tassel. it's like a stand lamp okay
1: well it was the most expensive prop in the apartment and do you want to guess how much
0: it costs I don't know how much things cost ten thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> a little high. It was twenty two hundred dollars. That's still for I, I, a lamp. What does a gallon of milk cost? Twenty dollars. <laughs> I'll see a Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, I
1: just thought that was so weird. It looks like something that you'd get at, I don't know, like TJ Maxx. Yeah, this crazy expensive lamp.
0: It might be Pier One Imports.
1: Oh world goods
0: (laughs) cost plus world market where things are insanely expensive
1: for no clear reason they're not really i guess they're technically imported but not from the lands they claim to be from. nope (laughs) um about this lamp i wrote matt perry because we're like
2: you know uh
1: me and matt um he said that he tried to balance a cookie on top of the lamp once, but it wouldn't stay.
0: <laughs> oh, I want to be their friend so badly.
1: I know, I get a little bit ragey about it. Um, the CD rack, I thought you'd like this. The CD rack over on the window bench, it only had Warner Brothers artists because the producers didn't have to pay for those to be, like, if they're seen at all in the shot.
0: You can never, ever see them. <laughs> There's not even a chance that you could see them. (laughs) Uh, I have trouble even just pausing and looking for book titles when it's like the camera is so close. I'm like, I can't read that. I know.
1: (laughs) They also had on the CD rack the Friends soundtrack. And I drew a little heart because I thought that was really nice.
0: That is sweet.
1: Episode 9. This is what we've been wondering for a while and not really tracking. But episode 9... This one is the last episode with number five on Monica's door. So after this one, they change. Oh, okay. Good. Um, and this is a follow-up to something you brought up a while ago, the art in the coffee shop. It was all painted by the set dresser, Scott Bruza. So they didn't have to license paintings from independent artists.
0: Oh. So um, very busy. So I, t- I tried to see if it's changed. And the big... The big painting in the middle with all the people like holding hands, the colorful people has not changed. Okay. But I think the stuff around it has, but I didn't, I was, I didn't look close enough to go back Mm -hmm. in other episodes. So I'm trying to pay attention, but
1: if anyone out there wants to help us, it's a lot of work. So please tell us if you notice the art changing.
0: We have other things to focus on. (laughs) You can email us, please. Still waiting for that first email. (laughs) Please email us. Although we're getting a lot of feedback via text and phone calls.
1: (laughs) I guess we're really stuck in like our high school era where we like you and I, I think we exchanged emails before we exchanged phone numbers because we didn't have cell phones. Yeah. And I remember like having your email. I I had it for like, like after college still, I had this little slip of paper that you wrote your your seahorse one on, I
0: think. Oh, yeah. Seahorse24 at Hotmail.com. <laughs> I still remember.
1: We'd just email each other. Because then, like you said, you had no privacy in your house to talk on the phone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, like, the phone had to share the internet cable, too. So, like...
0: Oh, man. And then we, we went from email to ICQ. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I remember loving that sound so much because my mm-hmm. computer would just be, like... Fro- not frozen, but, like, on their sl- on sleep mode in my room, and it would just be like, uh-oh, and it would pop up, and it would open, I'd be like, oh, I have a message from somebody. <laughs> that was, like, the original texting. Yep, and I would stay up so late, mm-hmm. just up on ICQ with all of our friends.
1: I still have somewhere, like, printed out conversations <gasps> from AIM or ICQ, just, like, random things. I don't know why.
0: Oh, <laughs> you should find that and we should read read some segments oh my (laughs) you might rethink that once you see them yeah i know (laughs) we would send each other like so many song quotes oh yeah at the end of our emails it would be like it would be like three three lines of some of like correspondence and then like Mm -hmm. three pages of tori amos quotes
1: Oh, man. And it was always, like, stressful to find the perfect ones or like, or I'd be like stressed about not being able to use all of them. Like, which one's am I gonna pick?
0: Yeah, which one truly represents what I am feeling right now for which three pages?
1: <laughs> which one of these, like, wholly depressing quotes really conveys how very depressed I am in this very specific yes. moment, the aside tr- from
0: the, the other one? Truly shines a light on my angst. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I, I so I remember having all my CDs and like getting the liner notes out and just oh, yeah. just like oh, I gotta find the best one.
1: <laughs> oh, I remember when there would be one that didn't have liner notes. It was so upsetting because I couldn't look them up anywhere. You just had to like make. I mean, I still sing the wrong things to all kinds of songs. Oh yeah. Oh. We talked about the orange couch in the coffee shop mm-hmm. and how it was found in Warner Brothers' like basement. Apparently, according to this book, it was a 1920s prop that they actually that the set decorator set decorator reupholstered.
0: Oh, so I don't know if it was originally orange and they just put new orange fabric over it, but it was like really old. It's definitely a one of the one of a kind item. Like it's <laughs> it's so iconic and so them. You would never find that anywhere else
1: right yeah like you said it's a pow moment
0: yeah <laughs> the pastries in the
1: coffee shop were real but they were quote inedibly stale
0: and <laughs> yeah who, who knows how long they kept them there and you reused them
1: yeah it, that got me thinking about the times that we do see them eat things like those must have not been those must have been like brought in fresh right they wouldn't make them eat old I, stale
0: things i hope so that would just be mean That would be mean. Um, Oh, the soundstage that Friends shot on was home to Full House before Friends. What? Yeah. I loved that. (laughs) I loved Full House so much. Oh, did you watch Fuller House? Uh, Yes, of course.
1: (laughs) I haven't finished it. I got through like the first couple seasons. I haven't made it back yet, but uh, it was just like nostalgia.
0: Oh, So when I first started watching it, it, I was, I was a little like shocked at how closely it resembled the original, like Mm -hmm. almost in, in making fun of itself. Mm -hmm. So I was like, is this, are they, are they serious? Is this, what is this? What's, what's happening here? Because it was just so not a part of what current sitcoms are anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I had trouble wrapping my brain around the first season, but then I was, like, all in. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is just like the original.
1: <laughs> it hit me in my, like, 10-year-old after-school heart so yep. much. I was just like, this is so bad as, a, like, a 30-something-year-old. Like, I would never watch that show, but because as a child I watched it, it just just, like, the sickly, the
0: sickly like, sweet and the, oh, and all that. It's yeah. Just- well, especially because all, like all the original characters are back and like being their sickly sweet selves,
2: mm-hmm. you're
0: just like, oh, they loved it too. <laughs>
1: I know, I know. Um, except like, I think are we are we like not for Aunt Becky anymore? Is that like a is she like a no go now?
0: Oh, because of the college the the college scandal. Yeah, huh, I don't care. <laughs> Whatever
1: uh no cancellations on this show guys no we accept all mostly because we judge everyone
0: we accept all so we can judge yeah exactly all right
1: i'm almost done uh i thought you would like this the one of the costume or like the what's it called costume designer people um said that stylized the characters were quote all nerds
0: (laughs) that makes my heart so happy and so they were saying that like
1: they purposely didn't like this was an era of grunge and like tattoos and piercings and they purposely made them like a bit more conservative and um you could they said that you could buy most of their clothes either at gap or like get a knockoff of it at gap because they wanted them to feel more approachable to the, the whole audience
0: so that's so great. I mean, it's so true. Like, mm-hmm. you would see Ross's ugly sweater somewhere and be like, at like JCPenney's and just be like, yeah. ugh. <laughs> next.
1: <laughs> next. I, I used this quote at court the other day. I was like, as de Grande would say, thank you, next. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get it, but I thought it was funny. <laughs>
0: Oh my god um yeah okay it's funny that they say that because for the most part I think that their clothes are pretty are pretty like that but the combinations of things that they put together sometimes I'm like real people wouldn't do that
1: right like Phoebe in this one I have some things to oh
0: say. oh god <laughs> I, that's exactly what I was thinking about well so the other thing I read was that
1: because there were six leads and they had like a guest star or two every time and they had all these background people, the poor costume department had to do 50 to 75 costume changes for every show. And so they like tried really hard to have a lot of like mix and match stuff or like just like pieces so that they could change things
0: up. But that's a lot (laughs) for one show. Hence all the vests. Is that like all of Chandler's vests? Because they're (laughs) all like... It's a, it's a brown vest. It's a black vest.
1: Oh, man. I'm not on board with the vests. I'm still feeling upset. And I know, like, I have a long road ahead of me before the vests go away. They eventually leave, right? I think at some point he stops wearing them. I think so. Once we get towards the 2000s, I think the vests. Yeah. Dissipate. Um, but none of the actors kept any of their wardrobe because they said they didn't want to look like their characters in public.
0: That's interesting. I yeah. <laughs> I mean, with such a huge, such a huge following, and like it's such a like an amazing show. I can I can I can appreciate that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to be yourself and not this person that you're. They've all been pigeonholed in for or yeah. were for a while.
0: Like poor Jennifer Aniston being like getting the Rachel haircut, and then she's like Rachel. <laughs> right. and she's just like god damn it <laughs> when is this hair going to grow out
1: on that note apparently the Rachel according to her stylist required quote serious upkeep effort and Aniston said it looked amazing when he styled it but later she said like later on when he wasn't around she said I was totally left with this frizzy mop on my head because I had no idea how to do what he did and she hated it
0: so when I was in high school, I, I want to say it was like sophomore or junior year, I got a very layered haircut where I wanted it to be that, but it didn't get like the, the, the front as short as hers. So like mm-hmm. it could still be put up. I didn't know how to style it at all. Like I tried round brushes. I tried the like Velcro curler things. <laughs> And it would just become like a bubble. Yeah. Like a weird bubble on my head that was like flat on top and a bubble at the bottom. (laughs) Yeah. I just. uh, (laughs) No, I was just like, I would get it done. I would be like, I want the Rachel haircut. And they would be like, oh, okay. And style it. And I'm like, yeah, I love this. And I'd get home and be like, oh my God, what did I just do? i feel like that whole era
1: of the 90s was like the round brush haircut era and i i had cuts that i had to use those and like my mom's sister and i would all share a round brush because we all had the same haircut but it never looked good and i they were saying in the this book that you had to use a round brush to get the flicks they called them mm-hmm. and but then i feel like the stylist like they do all that blow out like they'd make a poofy up here make a flick down here but then they'd somehow put like a magic serum on it that would like blend it all together yeah it
0: would smooth it all out yeah i never had that oh i didn't either and i try i tried and it would just make it like greasy on top (laughs) and fluffy on the bottom and i'd just be like i don't know how to do this i'll just wear another ponytail yep yep
1: yeah remember when i cut all my hair off and i the first thing i did after i left the hair place was go to your house
0: like start crying (laughs) i i was just thinking that when we were talking about haircuts i was like Sarah's junior prom haircut. Oh God, <laughs> guys! If you have calyx in your hair, don't
1: cut it all off to be like Winona Ryder with a pixie cut, because calyx will not help you achieve that look. It is bad. I looked like Dawson's Creek, basically. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! You should find that that uh, picture, and we could put it. We could put it on Instagram. Oh put in our stories.
1: Oh my God. All my stuff's in storage, but I'll find it. I'll put it on our follow-ups
0: um, for some day. Let's find will... some high school pictures and just like put them up there. I'll find my Rachel haircut. <laughs>
1: okay. Oh, but back on fashion really quick. I only have two more facts. Oh
0: man, I'm so excited.
1: I may vomit. Tom Ford told the costume designer that, and I don't know if, I assume this was after the show was over. He told her that he and his partner watched the show every night while they're eating dinner. And he said that the clothes look quote better than ever. And that's Tom Ford. He dresses like all the best-looking guys at every award show. So,
0: okay, I was gonna ask you, who, who is that?
1: Oh, I think he does tuxes. Like I think he's known for tuxes, but I'm not. Oh. Or like good-looking suits. I feel like all the men are always like, oh, I'm wearing Tom Ford. But
0: does he do Diane Keaton suits? Hmm. Good question. Because she always looks really sharp. In her suits. She always looks amazing.
1: I follow her on Instagram and she posts an outfit like every day and she just looks
0: incredible. I hope when I'm that age, I look that good and can wear pants still and not have to wear dowdy skirts.
1: <laughs> I feel like she looks like the real life version of Moira Rose, like a, a more doable
0: Moira. Totally. I, right? I yeah, uh-huh. Yep, attainable Moira. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I feel
1: like she wears a lot of black and white, too. hmm Diane. Yeah. Ugh, I love her so much. Um, Father of the Bride is, like, the best movie of all time. I know. Um, okay, and lastly, then I'll stop this. Um, I just wanted to tell you something I learned about the theme song, which kind of blew my mind. Um, I know we talked about before they were going to possibly use um, R.E.M.'s song, Shiny Happy People, but then... Um, Warner Brothers couldn't clear the rights to the song, so they commissioned a song that had a similar beat and chiming guitar sound. So anyway, the task went to Marta Kaufman's husband, or then-husband, who's a composer. He composed the incidental music throughout the series and the melody of what became I'll Be There For You. Um, But the finishing touches came from a lyricist known for disco-era R&B tunes and an alt-rock guitar duo. So. I thought that I'll, I thought the Rembrandts like made this song and they used it for friends, but Marta Kaufman's then husband wrote the like some of the lyrics or the tune, and this lyricist named Ailey Willis, who she did songs for Earth Wind and Fire, Pointer Sisters, um, and she helped work with the two
0: people from the Rembrandts to create the song. So it's I just... I also heard that Marta Kaufman helped write the lyrics. I had no I thought the song was like already a thing. And no, I, no I for the show. I had no idea. I didn't realize that many people were involved, but I, I had read somewhere that Marta Kaufman like helped influence or had like had a, had a piece of writing the lyrics. I didn't know, though, all of the other people.
1: Well, that was that made my brain explode. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's a very um, special song.
1: Apparently, also, I just I didn't read this before, but you'll like this. The song's lyrics resembled thematically. They resembled the um, lyrics from Where Everybody Knows Your
0: Name, which is the tune from James Burrows's Cheers. Oh, yeah. I can see I can see that it has the same kind of like feel to it
1: yeah totally
0: I've never really watched Cheers I've only seen like snippets oh man it's real good (laughs) it's another like ensemble cast that you just like you love how they interact with each other that's like Mm -hmm. that's like the whole point Mm mm-hmm I, high, I highly recommend it also ted danson
1: is amazing i was gonna say anything with ted danson i'm on board so i need to get there. yeah and someone named norm i think is in it
0: uh yeah and cliff clavin <laughs> they're the they're so good oh my gosh you need to watch that sarah i do
1: i also this just popped in my brain um i was listening to some podcast and they were talking about star trek and they said um, they were like, "Oh yeah, TNG," and I was like, "Oh, the Next Generation." And I was like, and I was like, "Oh, Ting." I'm gonna know the one Ashley likes is Ting because it's like Ting—that's the one she likes. <laughs> <laughs> That's my brain shorthand.
0: <laughs> oh my god, I'm so proud of you! Thank um, you. I just started watching Picard on Paramount Plus, and I love, love. Love Patrick Stewart so much with all my heart. Um, it's not as good as the Next Generation, but it's also it's good because he's in it. Is he in all of them or just Next Generation? He's only in Next Generation.
1: Okay. And is, well, will um, William? All I can think is William Faulkner. That's not his name. What's his name? The guy who talks so funny. Who talks so funny? Who enunciates weird? Star Trek guy. Will Wheaton? No. No, no. Um. Oh God. Uh, I don't know how else to describe him. He's always like, "Oh, we can't go on." Oh. <laughs> William Shatner. Shatner, not Faulkner. Shatner.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Is he um, one of them? No, he's only in the first the original, the OG. Okay. He's the he's the like cavalier captain who talks like this. Okay.
1: But and then Patrick Stewart plays that role
0: in the other one? Yeah, but he is more Patrick Stewarty and like very like mm. d- he's very different. He's not cavalier mm. at all. <laughs> um, but just If you want to see the two of them on the same screen, check out the movie Generations. Okay. So good. I was forced
1: by an ex-boyfriend to go see some sort of Star Trek film, and I had no idea which kind of universe I was in, or (laughs) I don't even remember who was in it, but I was like, I don't want to go to that. And he's like, well, buy your ticket. And I was like, if you buy me popcorn, I'll go sit there and eat the popcorn. I don't care about the stuff.
0: Oh, you should watch it because Whoopi Goldberg is in it, and she's amazing. Okay. <laughs> and isn't um, Reading Rainbow guy in one of the versions? Um, the best version. Start, ting ting ting. <laughs> He's Jordy LaForge. This guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the headband on his eyeballs. Yes. And fun fact: uh, I went to see him at a con- at an edu conference, and he was the keynote speaker. I found out there. He grew up in Sacramento. No way. Yep. Way. Fun. Yeah. And his mom's a teacher. Of course. I have some really good perky facts on this one. Awesome. Insert bong noise. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you can totally cut that. That was gross. It can't cut the visual, though. <laughs> Can't unsee that. Oh, that was so <laughs> gross. That was good. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so this was directed this this episode was directed by James Burroughs, mm-hmm. um, written by Jeff Greenstein and Jeff Strauss. And I realized, like, I did a little bit of research that there are so many people out there that during Thanksgiving time. So remember how I talked about how the other day I watched all the slap bet episodes. Yes. Of, of how I met your mother yeah well there's like a cult following of friends fans that watch all the Thanksgiving episodes in a row every November and it's like Aww. a thing and I was just like oh man Sarah and I have got to do that and do a very have to do a very special Thanksgiving episode when, yes. <laughs> when it gets there yes yes oh Brad Pitt oh yeah oh yeah no it's gonna be so good this is also the first appearance of jane sibbett as carol because she replaced anita barone in who we haven't seen since like episode two
2: yeah
0: been she's a been, long, <laughs> been she's a lot pregnant it's been a long time coming for carol <laughs> so something i wanted to point out too just with the facts of this episode and this was more just less facts and more mystery um but I I wrote down The Mystery of Underdog and we we talked a little bit about this a couple episodes back when Monica mentions the underdog debacle on the date when she goes on a double date with Joey um so first first thing is that like when on that on that episode in uh, I think it was episode 5 she tells the story of the underdog balloon that got away on the parade, but then it doesn't happen until now. Mm-hmm. And then in this episode, they talk about how rare that event is. Like you'll never see a, a whatever eighty foot eighty foot dog flying over the city. Right. So like, wh- what is that? Why why is that happening? Um, and it we I think we mentioned that it might have been because. They shot it out of order. Mm -hmm. But the Rachel cut, the Rachel haircut. Oh. That was the episode cut off where the Rachel haircut happened. Oh. So it was actually, that episode was filmed before this one. It broke my brain a little bit. Yeah. Well, so
1: my thought about the first one was because she says... Like, he's just limping along and his head's deflated in the the date one.
0: Oh. And so
1: she, de- like, from what I remember, because we talked about this a little bit that time, it didn't sound like it actually, like, floated away and got away. And so, it, in my mind, it was justified that they just, like, really love Underdog. And so, like, there's always stuff going on. Like, the balloon has
0: problems. <laughs> that balloon does have problems. It's because, so like, w- what would be the... What would be the like probability that the year before it would pop and can spring a leak and then it would fly away the next year
1: well and this um factual error that I found that apparently the underdog balloon was last used in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in 1984 which was 10 years before this
0: yeah so it wouldn't have none of these things would ever have happened
1: I also included in my note, for some reason, three out of three found this interesting. So it was like a comment I
0: copied from somewhere.
1: (laughs) Three people found that interesting. So there you go.
0: And hopefully all of you will too. (laughs) My other little fact is that although Thanksgiving, we find out that Thanksgiving, Chandler hates Thanksgiving because it reminds him of his parents' divorce. That's the day that he found out that his parents were getting divorced. And so he throws up all of his... Thanksgiving food. So now he hates Thanksgiving or all pilgrim holidays, which (laughs) that phrase really delighted me. Um, So even though we know that and that like this kicks off that whole Thanksgiving theme throughout the series, we find out that Chandler actually Thanksgiving is like really good for him. Like amazing things, significant things happen to him around Thanksgiving. Oh, so uh, like there were a couple. There were a couple things that I saw that were less significant, but in season five, is when he fa- like he tells he accidentally tells Monica that he loves her. He Which has the turkey on her head. Yeah. So like that's huge. In season six. Chandler actually bonds with Ross's parents it's the one where Ross gets high and it's like it's like all of the heat is off of him mm-hmm. and like they learn to love him
1: <laughs> you do have to learn that with Chandler yeah
0: um, and then season nine the one with Rachel's other sister Chandler is like doubting his skills as a father but then at the end he like, Parents, Rachel and his her sister, and they're like, "You're gonna be such a good dad." <laughs> and like he like validates him. Yeah. And then in season ten, the one with the late Thanksgiving,
1: I'm gonna cry.
0: Monica and Chandler find out that they're gonna get a baby. So like like there's this this pattern, and I didn't even say all of them, but there's this pattern of like just really like affirming wonderful things happening. For Chandler, even though he hates this, hates the holiday, it's like exposure therapy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the only de- back, the only like setback, although I guess it's a flashback, is the one where he loses a toe on Thanksgiving. But that happened prior to this Thanksgiving in the history. So like, yeah. So after, like, he lost a toe, but then things got better. After yeah, that.
0: exactly, exactly. <laughs> He's fine. He's they- <laughs> fine. You don't need that toad balance. It's okay. No.
1: (laughs) I was really curious about why, what it was about Thanksgiving. Like, why did they, why were they such iconic episodes? Like, why were they always doing something big on Thanksgiving? And, um, and so I was like dinking around, looking at it. And, um, David Crane said that when someone asked him what his favorite friends moments were, he said, every Thanksgiving episode, I just love the Thanksgiving episodes. And I found this interview that he did with today, um, the show today. Uh, He said that this first Thanksgiving episode is the first time we really see Monica get very mad. And he said for them, it was a fresh, um, I lost my spot. Oh, it was seeing a fresh way that Courtney Cox was really funny. And so they said, okay, Monica's going to start getting mad a lot (laughs) because they thought it was so funny. (laughs) Oh, man. When she freaks out, it's the best. (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. Um, and then he said, Thanksgiving leads to stories. Um, it's family or what passes for family among the friends. And it's also stressful because it's Thanksgiving. So it gives you good storylines. And he said, I think once we did a couple really good Thanksgiving episodes, we said, well, the bar is raised and so now we have to do one. So
0: that's, that's really great because um, I actually started thinking about the significance of Thanksgiving with the Friends show, and so I just looked up Friendsgiving. because I know that like that I remember post high school that was like a huge thing for us, mm-hmm. and it was something that like really brought us and our friends together. And especially when you were going through like a really hard time, it was like very healing and
1: mm-hmm.
0: just like that was that was our family that we would come together. And oh my god, I'm gonna cry. Oh, I know,
1: me too. <laughs> That was
0: the best. Oh, I was thinking about that first thing, San Francisco one. I know, oh, I know. That was the best. But so I was just wondering, like, if if that came from the significance of Thanksgiving and Friends. Um, so I did I did some research, and there was a um, 2020 issue of Better Homes and Gardens magazine online that actually talked about that correlation, and there seems to be. A very significant connection, because the first Google searches for "Friends" giving, like the term "Friends" giving, um, started in 2004, oh. which is when the season ended. When it ended. Yeah, oh. um, and then when Friends hit Netflix in 2015, the the searches in Google spiked again. So they actually have data to track this and before 2004 there was no like there was no record of searches for friendsgiving. Oh. Um so after after 2015 it like just increased steadily year to year.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I feel like that that tracks with just like culture and t- people talking about it and having these events called friendsgiving. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, the term was actually added in 2020 to the Merriam-Webster dictionary. And it's, so it's like officially a thing. Wow. Um, But I just, I, it made me think about our Friendsgiving in that first year and how we had no idea what we were doing or how to cook anything. And we didn't really
1: cook anything. (laughs) I remember someone brought salmon and we had, it was just like, oh, that was the best. Yeah. None of Others were all really fun, too, but none of them ever topped that one. That was so great.
0: Well, and it was just, like, mostly about, like, we all tried to cook something Yeah. while we were just really drunk (laughs) (laughs) and just, yeah, and just, like, really loving on each other and, and just being together after not seeing each other for a while. It was great that really was born
1: out of like being there for a friend like that was born out of just like everybody being together and like just being there to support you know like i that was my second thanksgiving after losing my mom but it was like the first one was really freshly right after so that was yeah. that was really wonderful
0: yeah <laughs> yeah well and i i was actually thinking of When when you moved back to Grass Valley and were in the house at the top of Nevada, Nevada City Mm -hmm. too, like those ones really stuck out in my mind because it was like everyone came to your house and it was like a Friendsgiving party bash. Yes. But we had no idea what we were doing. We had to call Shane's mom to help us cook a turkey which, which she shows up and there's just bottles of Andre champagne everywhere. Oh, the Andre era that was bad. And we and we were trying to brine we were trying to brine a turkey in a garbage can. Oh yeah. <laughs> Probably didn't clean it.
1: <laughs> well, and then we like ceremoniously we were like. You know having the party and like the turkey's cooking, and we ceremoniously like go to cut into it, and it's raw, like, every totally wrong. Like, it's just totally raw. And we're like, oh no. And then the turkey
0: wasn't done till like everyone left,
1: <laughs> they just had yeah. this whole turkey to eat.
0: We ate all of the other things and just never <laughs> ate turkey. Oh man,
1: oh man, that was when we were young and we could like <laughs> survive that kind
0: of eating, <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. But it was just so great because we just, like, it was a house full of, like, happiness and merriment that just lasted for days. It was the best. It was so good. I just remember so many people rallying around you, like, you and your sister. It was just, like, (laughs) this is, like, our Sarah event.
1: (laughs) That was our, that was, like, definitely our, my favorite family event. That was, like, my family that I, like. came every year that was like you know
2: yeah
1: I went and saw other family but that was like the the family event yeah and um I had no idea I like never until you said that thought about this show being related to that firm at all
0: that's it so just, amazing it brings it full circle no, oh. one, no wonder you love this show so much
1: <laughs> I know right so in a way, like I don't have to feel like ragey about not being included because I I'm like putting it I'm like enacting it
0: in my own life. <laughs> totally. I have to tell this story because this is the one. Uh, I think I've told it to you before, but this is like the moment where I I felt like an adult for one, like one of the first times.
1: Ooh, tell me. And it was at a party of
0: ours. <laughs> it was. I was probably thirty. <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, I, I remember like I had got to your house and you and your sister were both gone. Um, like picking, you were picking someone up or doing something and I just got there early and I brought like some food over and this is when everyone would like, oh, we'll prep food and bring it mm-hmm. so that we don't have to waste time cooking and it's more potluck style. Right. We, we had learned. Yes. Um, but I remember Galen was sitting in your um, kitchen at the, at the dining room table and he was like doing a work call on his computer or something like very official, like pre-Zoom, pre-pandemic Zoom. And he was, I walked in and he like was in the middle of his his meeting and he looked up at me and gave me like the hold on finger. and And then he like muted himself and was like, I've got to finish this call. I'll be with you in one minute. And I was like, oh, okay. And I put my stuff down and just like sat down and kind of like watched him and waited. And then he, he finished up in like two minutes. He closed his computer and turned to me and was like, it's so good to see you. Oh, (laughs) And I was just like, I feel so important. Like, I feel like like, I am experiencing this friendship in the moment where it's like, I'm being present with this person. And it mm-hmm. meant like, I don't know if I've ever told him that, but like it meant so much to me mm. um, and that, that like kicked off that whole, that whole wonderful day. I was just <laughs> like, what a great way to start this Friendsgiving with like such a good gesture of friendship.
1: He is so good about that, about yeah. being present and checking in and, and like following up. And um, he will have to come be a guest sometime. Oh, he's yeah.
0: The best. Galen, pick your
1: episode. Get in I here. <laughs> he also he also always used to drive around with a box of costumes in, his tr- in the trunk of his car. That was just like he's like, you never know when you'll need these.
0: He's always so prepared. I know. God, I got
1: to take notes even now. <laughs> We had him on, before we started doing our podcast, we had him on our, like, just friend Zoom as, like, a special guest, and he arranged to, like, be in his shower when we turned the Zoom on as, like, a, to, like, feign surprise at us. That was so great.
0: It was so great. (laughs) Oh! Oh, my. (laughs) Didn't expect you here. Didn't see you there. (laughs) Computer Zoom people oh man oh with his little his little dog oh lefty i love him so much his little mister he's such a little mister okay i'm so sorry we've digressed so much
1: but that's okay um yeah i we should get into this one i just had one imdb comment that i thought i'd share because these are like becoming my new favorite thing these (laughs) this guy said i don't know if it's a guy This person whose handle is slightlymad22 from November 19th, 2014. So they're like getting ready for Thanksgiving, commenting on this episode on IMDb. He said, I think a lot of effort must have went into making this look real as Courtney Cox looked very cold in the scene in the hallway after they were on the roof. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So great job. Five out of 16 people found that helpful. (laughs) (laughs) So she looked cold for reals.
0: For real, great job.
1: For real, <laughs> I didn't even notice. <laughs> I didn't even. I read that and didn't even see it. I didn't yeah. even pay attention. So, great job. Slightly. I now. love it.
0: <laughs> oh, I. We should just mine the <laughs> internet for comments. It's like well, that. That's a well, grim Yeah, that's a great segment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, they do that on um on uh how did this get made? They read <laughs> Amazon reviews that are five star <laughs> reviews
0: incredible <laughs> oh. oh that's great Sh- should i hit you with a summary hit me okay this one's a long one because there were so many things that were happening i felt like i i couldn't just sum it up real real quick so this is a little more in depth <laughs> okay ross wants equal belly time after learning that susan regularly talks to his unborn baby Monica plans a quiet Thanksgiving feast at her apartment when her and Ross's parents are away. But plans soon go awry. Phoebe joins them because she celebrates Thanksgiving in December. Joey, who poses for a public health poster, also arrives because his family has banned him, believing he has an STD. Chandler attends, despite always boycotting Thanksgiving. And when it is reported that underdog balloon has broken free, during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, everyone rushes to the roof to watch, then gets locked out of Monica's apartment. Rachel, who is about to leave for a skiing trip, misses her flight. So Monica makes grilled cheese sandwiches for everyone, and they all celebrate a terrible Thanksgiving together.
1: Aw, good job. <laughs> Thanks. And you have to do your catchphrase. <laughs>
0: that really sums it up.
1: Okay, so here we go. We're getting in it. We're, we open. are we are getting in it. We're climbing in this one. <laughs> and, okay, so Rachel wants, it cold open, Rachel wants an advance on her salary. And immediately, I was like, oh, God, this is the shoop, shoop, shoop episode. Like, I hate when she's shoop, shooping.
0: Why? It. Why does she do that? Who sh- what does shoop have to do with skiing? I don't I don't, know. I don't get it. I, I also hate it like so much. I I think it's her sound effect
1: for skiing, but I'm like, I, I mean, from like the first second, this is controversial, but I was like, she might be the worst. Yeah. Do you even ski, (laughs) brah? Oh, man. (laughs) So we're off to a great start already. Yeah. But I thought she looked really cute.
0: I'll give her that. Oh, man, I'm so excited. I may vomit. Oh, the shirt that she was wearing. I was like, where can I get one of those? That looks great. Yeah.
1: Structured shoulder mm-hmm. and the little skirt. Like her coffee shop outfits are great.
0: I know. I love it. This is like one of the few um, moments where we meet Terry, mm-hmm. who's the owner. Right? I think so. Or- I think so. T- I think so, too manager or somebody in charge
1: of something? Yeah, he's like the the boss. He seems to have a big thing of money in his hand. He's like moving around rolls of coins, so I assume he's in some way in charge.
0: (laughs) Yeah. He seems like not a guy you would want to really get to know. (laughs) (laughs) He just kind of right off the bat tells her, like, you're a terrible waitress. You're kind of awful. I'm not going to give you money. Well, then why did you hire her? Right. And why is she still there? Yeah. Especially when she says stuff like,
1: I took this job and puts it in quotes. Like, ooh. She's like, I'm trying really hard. I hear you, but I'm trying.
0: Mm-hmm. And then we find out at the end that she hasn't gotten anyone coffee. Like, <laughs> no one is being served in this establishment at all. Why do you keep her, Terry. I like the way you say it, Terry. Terry <laughs> principally. Oh, sorry. I don't no, talk I don't talk to people like that in real life. <laughs> Just you. Listen, Terry. Go back to class. <laughs> oh, I should do like a meme of myself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How all good memes are born. Yeah. Tweeting them of yourself.
0: Oh, I do have to point out a funny background thing um, just right off the bat. <laughs> There's a woman in the background behind Rachel, like when in the shot behind Rachel, right next to the door. Like, just look at her hair. <laughs> did you see that? I did. I, I, I was trying to figure it out. I paused it for a really long time because I was like, what is happening? It was like she was wearing a ponytail, but it was on the top of her head and it was like inverted so that like the the ponytail went back over her head as bangs and then she put a headband over the top of it
1: oh i did not see that
0: oh (laughs) i thought she was wearing like a head wrap oh maybe maybe i just have terrible eyes but (laughs) i was just like what is wrong with your head the only reason i
1: noticed her was because rachel goes over and like begrudgingly takes the money off the table and sh- that woman appears to be sitting at that table. And Rachel, yeah. like taking the money and then like a guy walks in the background and goes and sits with that woman and I'm like, was he done? Like, that's you're a terrible waitress. Like, <laughs> she, is. <laughs> yeah, she is. Yeah, she um, is. Do you want to know some quick things about Terry? Uh, Yeah. Um, There's some good things about Terry that you will be, I- I'm going to say it the best for last, but you'll be excited. He... He's in season 1 and 2 of Friends and they refer to him in season 3. He retired from acting in 2005, but he is best known for his role in
0: Alf as Willie Tanner. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I knew that I had seen him before. I could not place him at all and I didn't look it up because I knew you would. Um but he's one of those guys that looks like
1: you've seen him a million times. Everybody. In he, yeah.
0: yeah. He's like my dad. Yeah. <laughs>
1: just Just like
0: like, you look like every man exactly
1: yeah Yeah. and he's just like larry hankin in in that he's like always been that age he's just like always been that old yep Um, (laughs) but speaking of larry hankin um the larry hankin max wright and the guy who plays joey's dad are all in elf as well like all three of them are in elf so again everything's all connected what yeah
0: Okay, I'm going to have to go back and like sift through some Alf episodes. I
1: don't, I don't I I don't think I really watched it when it was on. I don't know much about Alf.
0: I don't know anything about it, but I remember watching it as as a kid. Um and I rem I like I now can place this guy in like in it. I totally remember him. But I I don't remember any plot lines other than there was a weird puppet.
1: And did he eat cats? Is
0: that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. And he was kind of sarcastic and, like, crude. <laughs> I don't know why my parents let me watch it.
1: I mean, everything in the 80s was, like, dangerous for children in every way. Yeah. It was, like, unsupervised, just watching whatever, like, Skinamax. Who knows? <laughs> everything was just available. That's true. Okay, so he also made appearances on a variety of TV shows and films, including Murder, She Wrote, Cheers, Murphy Brown, Mad About You, Grumpier Old Men, Snow Falling on Cedars, and Midsummer Night's Dream. And um, he was in fairytale theater um, in 1987. He was in the episode The Dancing
0: princesses, princesses as Prince Heinrich. I don't even know what the dancing princesses are. Now I don't even know if the the box set that I have has all the fairy tale theater. I'm totally doubting myself. I'm going to have to look it up. Ellie would know. I, know. I could just ask my 6-year-old. She'd be like, "Oh yeah.
1: Oh, I know all about that one." Or ask your son to ask Google for you. Yeah.
0: They're so much more resourceful than I am. Yeah. I'm going to forget I'm going to forget about this after tonight
1: you're gonna watch an episode in like two months and come on our show and be like guess what i saw terry <laughs> yeah no duh terry's on this thing <laughs> um and then sadly in uh 2019 he in june of 2019 he died from lymphoma at age 75 oh but he had had um lymphoma in like the 90s and it was treated successfully and like in remission for that whole time so oh
0: that's finally really
1: sad. succumbed to it but Uh, he had a intent, like a well-packed career, so. Wow.
0: Okay. (laughs) That's a lot about Terry. I know. Uh, roll credits? Uh, yeah, and we go right back to Central Perk. Where Rachel's being annoying again,
1: asking for tips in advance. Oh, man. Like, (laughs) how unclassy can you be? I just wrote cringe. Like, I I can't even. Yeah.
0: No. Um, okay. So Monica comes in and tells Ross that her, that their mom and dad are going to Puerto Rico for Thanksgiving. And this is like, apparently their first Thanksgiving that they like are not going home. Cause their parents are like, see, ya, we're doing our own thing. Um, but I have to say this episode Monica and Ross do such good sibling back and forth like through the mm-hmm. whole the whole episode. It's great.
1: I wrote that too that like they are so believable. It's so oh. funny.
0: When he's just like no 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 they're not. No they're not. I'm calling mom and he and he just like like storms off. <laughs> I love it. He's
1: like such the prince like they wouldn't do that without telling me. And she's yeah. like, I just talked to them. She's so annoyed. And he's just like, uh-uh. And they both regress to like being 10 years old. Yep. So good.
0: Yeah. So good. But that theme carries on throughout. Throughout. It's oh, it's great. Great casting. So just a just a little. Can we dive into a little fashion before we jump into more stuff? We have to dive into this piece of fashion oh, that we're about to dive into. I want to so bad. But before first, first, I know you are. Um, <laughs> before we do, I just want to point out a background fashion uh, notice that there are many people wearing a variety of hats in this episode. The
1: coffee shop is bustling. It oh, is yeah.
0: so packed. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're the, they're at a normal time, and not like ten o'clock at night. But I mean, there are there are beanies, there are like cabbie hats, there are head wraps galore. There's like every hat you could imagine is in the background.
1: Even hair hats, hair
0: hats. From what you saw, it's like maybe maybe the the hair people didn't want to do anything, so they're just like just put a hat on it.
1: Here, guys. Warner Brothers owns all these hats. Just wear these. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to license these.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that that was fun. I was just like, what's going on? Are we going to Phoebe now? <laughs> we we can go to Phoebe. I know that that's that's what you really want to talk about. Well, I wrote it in all capitals. I just in like,
1: I put a period after every word. <laughs> Hang on what on earth, like what on earth is she wearing it's like a circus tent that they made into a
0: blouse did you say the same thing <laughs> um i put clown pajamas with a clown braid <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh god oh and then like, she's like a velvet green skirt on with this shirt that has no green in it at all
0: um It's a lime green skirt, too, with like this crazy striped tent shirt.
1: I'm sorry, Tom Ford, you are off on this one.
0: (laughs) Um, I I also was just like, it looks like she's wearing Ikea bedding. (laughs) (laughs) Head to toe. Just a head to toe straight up yikes. It's a straight up yikes.
1: Oh, we have to tag Jason Manzuka so he knows that we've really carried that on. It is it's like the children's section of IKEA. Uh-huh. What it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And her hair. It's like she stuck her finger in an electrical outlet. Like what is going on?
0: <laughs> Clown braid. <laughs> oh, I feel so bad. It's
1: just like I I don't I know the nineties are rough, but like what's happening?
0: I don't know. This is on TV. <laughs> it's offensive. <laughs> Sorry. No, I mean I didn't have any fashion sense and I would never have ever tried to do that.
1: No, no. No. No.
0: No. No 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 <laughs> no. No 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 no. No no
1: no. One stutter is just no.
0: Oh. No, no, no. No, no, no. Although in comparison, everyone else looks pretty normal. <laughs> Yeah, except, is this the, oh no, so at
1: 353, Chandler's outfit, like I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but
0: his outfit is. <laughs> is this the, the 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 plaid blazer?
1: Yeah, it's like something out of a great grandfather's closet. Like he's got this, the one of those like kind of brown, it's brown kind of 70s shirt. It has like white flecks in the fabric.
0: Yeah, it's like kind of wooly.
1: Yeah, so it just looks like it's full of lint, but it's part of the fabric. Like, that's what it's supposed to look like. And then over the top of it, they have this blazer that is, like, made out of, like, fabric from an airline floor. Like, a carpet of an airline or, like, a car fabric from the 80s is his jacket.
0: It's so bad. Oh, my God. I kind of liked it. (laughs) (laughs) like that's something i would have found at a thrift store when i was like 20 and i would have totally dug it you know what it made me think
1: of was napoleon dynamite and like Uh all the outfits he looks at and i but like them to get like if he had just a black shirt on just a t-shirt it would have been fine or like jeans and fine (laughs) but it was just like oh god like grandpa died and i inherited this
0: (laughs) see but then Okay, I I have to I have to respectfully disagree with you. And I, I don't even know why I'm like fighting this battle because I don't it's Okay. We welcome all opinions. Forever. I actually kinda liked it because I thought with his hair it was like kind of like combed back and he had it like kind of unbuttoned so it looked kinda cool, although it was maybe a little bit too much unbuttoned. <laughs> um but I was like, I thought, I thought he looked like thrifty, stylish. <laughs> That's okay. It's, it's That's okay. okay. I, I don't okay. know. I don't know how to appreciate men's fashion. Also, um,
1: I'm currently wearing men's sweatpants, so I don't know anything.
0: <laughs> I'm wearing a men's shirt that says Biggie Smalls for Mayor. <laughs> so. We're doing great. We're doing fantastic. <laughs> um, okay, so in in in, uh, in contrast to uh, Chandler's carpet car- carpet bag <laughs>
2: carpet,
0: carpet bag blazer, um, Ross, I just have so many questions about his vest choice. He looks like he is he going to a wedding. He's wearing like a shiny <laughs> vest, like a suit vest. <laughs> With a, I I was, and then he gets up and leaves and it's like the, the gray shiny on the back. Oh yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even like
1: process that. It's, it's a little bit too loose too. It's like too long and too loose. Like
0: his baggy shirts. It's dumpy. Yeah. It's like, it's again, three pieces of dump.
1: Yeah. It's too many.
0: But I, I just, I didn't understand that. Monica though, she's wearing a vest, but it's more of a wool stripy vest, but it's in muted blacks and grays, and it's
1: not super tight. And she has a shirt under it.
0: Yeah, and so it almost looks like one piece, but yeah, it, so it's not, it's not vesty. So it's not super um, offensive. It's just, but but she looks good in blacks and like mm-hmm. those kind, those tones, those like blacks, grays, whites type things. It's not that purpley beige <laughs> vomit <laughs> the, color. The peach. Uh, I read in my book that um,
1: they purposely used a lot of black because that's what, like people in New York really did, so they
0: used a lot of black in the wardrobe. Oh, fancy. Can we talk about Joey? Yeah,
1: <laughs> I re- I said,
0: <laughs> he's wearing what
1: appears to be a face full of straight- up blush.
0: <laughs> um it looks like when Ellie tries to do my makeup. <laughs> yes, yeah, I was just like, did someone just put powder all over his face, and just do like the most whorish makeup that you could ever possibly like? That wouldn't even translate to good black and white film.
1: It's almost like um, you know when you when people do theater, and then you never see them up close, but if you yeah. do, it kind of looks like
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> totally. It's a little like shocking. Like, oh. like what's happening? What's wrong with your face? <laughs> yeah. Um. So the vibing on Joey is gone. Oh. Okay. <laughs> He's
1: also got that mock turtleneck on, but the oh. like turtleneck part is baggy. The whole thing Not... is baggy. Yeah. It looks old.
0: Yeah, and it's a bad blue. It's, it's a bad. It's, it's a like bad blue. S-
1: it's like a sad blue.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, stretched I stretched out. Maybe that's why I was just like, huh? Chandler's looking pretty good. <laughs> Next to Joey. (laughs) Between Joey and Ross, I mean. Oh, God. This is my life.
1: (laughs) Which one do I hate the least this time? (laughs) I'll settle for them. (laughs) Oh, so Ross is reading uh, a magazine called Anthropology Weekly this up no I didn't but I I noticed it but what'd you find out um the best I can tell it's not real I
0: couldn't couldn't, so nothing okay um should I ask you a follow-up so you can say sure
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I wrote that the best I can tell it's not a real magazine and then I said or to be precise a periodical (laughs) just just to clarify I also really loved Ross pouting, like he's such the prince, and he's just like so sad. And Monica now has to be his mom because he's like, pouting so much.
0: Yep. So to the fact where he's just like, "Will you make, will you make the potatoes with lumps?" Like, like mom. <laughs> She's like, "Okay, sweetie, baby boy, okay." <laughs> so I I think though something about this episode that I love is that. It brings, I think it's like the first real good glimpse into Monica's like urgent need for like maternal caring and like that's control and and control. But like she, she, she does it like she Mm -hmm. takes care of everyone. She's like that centerpiece. Mm -hmm. And like, it's, I think it's all built into that maternal instinct of like wanting to, Wanting to feed and take care of and house and love. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Even though she's like crazy. <laughs> but I, I think that's why she just like is like, okay, this many potatoes. They will yeah. do your potatoes and your potatoes. Um, but even when Ross is being a baby, she's like, okay, yeah, I get I just, it. I'll help you. <laughs> prince. I just, I just love that he's always
1: such the prince that like. She has to be the one to step up when he's her older brother and he's yeah. just being such a baby.
0: Yep. Yeah. No, she's way stronger than he is. I know. Yeah. <laughs> she has to deal with so much more shit than he does too. But she's just I like, know. okay, I'll just take care of it.
1: Um, I have a problem with Rachel thinking she's going to buy a plane ticket last minute the week of Thanksgiving. So shoop, shoop, shoop. And I wrote, how about nope, nope, nope. <laughs> And then when Phoebe is like, ooh, ooh let's invite Carol. Why don't why don't we do stuff with her? And Ross is like, ooh-because ooh, she probably want to invite her, ooh-ooh, lesbian life partner.
0: I love that Phoebe just like wants to invite like she she's always like a fan of Carol. She was like, yeah, she's great. Why isn't she around more? <laughs>
1: Rob- she's just always broken. just like knife in the twisting in his back. <laughs> yeah, she's great. <laughs> I, I miss, miss her. her. <laughs> I just loved Ross's ooh-ooh. <laughs> it was
0: so good. Ooh-ooh. <laughs> <laughs> he's so, so still bitter. So mad. So annoyed. Okay. <laughs> what, what Phoebe talks about, how she's celebrating with her grandma and her grandma's boyfriend, but they're celebrating in December because he's lunar. Yeah. Did you do some research? Uh, I did because I was like, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. Um, and the, cl- the closest thing I could get, I could find, was that there's actually a thing, um, there's a lunar Thanksgiving that's a Korean holiday, and it's called Chuseok, um, or Moon Festival, or it's also called Hangawi. And so I'm like, oh, is her grandma's boyfriend Korean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, But it's a three day harvest festival holiday that's celebrating on the 15th day of the eighth month of the lunar calendar on the full moon.
1: Wait, the 15th month of the eighth
0: day? Wait. No, sorry, the 15th day of the eighth month.
1: That's a lot of math. I can't yeah. do that. <laughs>
0: Um, which I think when I actually looked into it is not really in December, but it's more like, it's like an autumn, it's a late autumnal holiday, but that's the only thing that I could find even remotely in reference to a lunar Thanksgiving. (laughs) So there's that. Good deep
1: diving. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I learned something
1: I was like yeah oh, you did
0: that's and also the food looks amazing I love Korean food so much
1: mm-hmm. I just want to put kimchi on everything
0: oh it's so good for you too do we then go to Carol's apartment oh yeah let's talk about that okay and Susan's here your favorite I love her so much but <laughs> I realized that she's very loud Like I didn't realize how loud she was, but like her, just her tone of voice is very piercing (laughs) in a way that's like it's it's just a a a register above everyone else's, Mm. which I like because she always puts Ross in her in his place. Yeah, when when he's clearly bitter and trying to like poke her a little bit about things, Mm -hmm. she she never lets like (laughs) the man get the better of her. And yeah. I, I love that.
1: She never takes the bait ever.
0: No, she t- she takes it and gives it right back. Well, yeah. <laughs>
1: like... yeah, her like total disgust and annoyance with him is like so thinly veiled by her just like attempting to put up with him. It's just yeah. so fantastic.
0: Yeah. No, I, I love yeah. their their back and forth. It's, it's just the best.
1: When, when he's like, oh, you have a lot of, you sure have a lot of books about being a lesbian. And she's like well, you know, you have to take a course or they don't let you do it. (laughs) That was, like, more of a Rachel voice, but she's just so just, like... Oh,
0: that was so good. Well, and he just looks at her, like, ugh, I hate you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's not really trying.
1: Right. (laughs) Well, and then, like, later when she's she's like rearranging the flowers while they're talking and she walks away and he's just like, I hate, like he hates her so much. He just breaks the flower in half.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's so bitter. So, so bitter, bitter. <laughs> but man. Okay. So her, their apartment, can we just talk about their apartment? There are a few things I really love. So the things I love, I love that there are plants everywhere. I love the colors, like the yellow brick, a, like in in mirror like mirroring the like pink wall like it's a but it's like a bright good pink, it's not like a muted it's like a very like
1: oh. gynecologist pink no
0: oh my god ugh no it's so it's such a like fuchsia like boom pink it's an accent wall it's really good, but there are so many statues <laughs> in there did you notice this no. Oh my god, I must have counted like eleven to fifteen statue like individual statues of art. Who oh my all around their their apartment. For one, there's a couple of weird baby cherub, like angel cherub babies. Yeah,
1: there's one right by the door.
0: Yeah. I, and I originally thought the one by the door was holding beer bottles. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that they're bells. Like like a doorbell, <laughs> but I was like, "Why is the baby holding beer bottles?" Fun and kitschy. <laughs> but then on the bookshelf next to the kitchen, there's like another weird angel baby statue, and I'm like, "Oh, this is this is now getting creepy."
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, but there's also a lot of like like lady pride. Lady Pride statues. (laughs) What is a Lady Pride statue? Well, there's there's a gold. The best one is the gold one that's up on the top of the bookshelf, and it's like of a like a naked lady doing this like arch, like a back arch that's like leaning up like a lion. It's actually it's kind of a cool statue. But with all of the other crap, it's, it's just like starts to look junky. At first when they walked in,
1: I was like, oh my God, what a breath of fresh air. It's not cluttered. It's like normal colors, like one color feels good. Um, and then we got to the kitchen and I was like that prominent Pringles can on the open <laughs> shelf. I was feeling like physically nauseous. It was so crowded.
0: Yeah, okay. they they... Like Monica, they need some cupboards. They need some just yeah. cupboard doors. Just hang a curtain on it or something. It's bad. I do want to say their choices of flowers far <laughs> surpassed the ones in Monica's apartment. They were super bright and like bright colors, cheery, happy, like really nice. They weren't like the old grandma flowers that were half dried up.
1: Dead flowers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But can I point out, can I point out a couple things about their, their kitchen? Yes. (laughs) Since, since you brought it up. So in the kitchen, in addition to Pringles, they have Ritz crackers, rosé wine. Yeah, girl. Tanqueray gin and Bailey's Irish cream. And those were the things that I could identify. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a great kitchen to me. Yeah, I was like, they got everything they need, <laughs> and a microwave.
1: <laughs> it was just like such an odd choice because at some point we switch. Like, you see when Carol or Susan comes in the kitchen, she blocks that shelf of food, and the cu- the shelves, the other shelves are like, you know, like a couple dishes, and it's fine. Yeah. And I'm like, why would you put? Why would you choose to have this be the background? It's so busy. And like Pringles must have been a sponsor because it was like red right there. (laughs) Couldn't mistake it.
0: I also like really love a Pringle once in a while. Oh, my God. I love Pringles so much. Just plain original Pringles. Yes. Yes. They taste. Okay. So I'm pretty sure that the flavor that that is put in them is the the artificial French fry fry flavor. (laughs) I don't know why I can't say that. The the artific- <laughs> the artificial French fry flavor, that's like in the dropper. It's a chemical that is so oh. good. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, read Fast Food Nation. It'll ch- oh, it'll it'll have ru- it. It. it'll ruin food for you. But um, <laughs> there's like they talk about this this flavor, and it tastes exactly like a McDonald's French fry. Oh,
1: that's
0: but why they're so. That's good. why they're so yeah.
1: I always eat them. You know, people like to eat them in the way that curves onto your tongue. You have to I flip eat them, them the other way because of the salt. Uh huh.
0: Yeah, girl. Oh, that's why. That's why we're friends. That's why we're friends. <laughs> you have to. A whole Dutch baby and upside down Pringles. <laughs> let's let's do. Let's find that on our vacation. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, you'll be at an airport. It won't be hard. I feel like the only time I get Pringles is like if I'm at the airport. Like, yeah. This is a great snack.
0: Yeah, and you're like, I'll pay ten dollars for a can of Pringles. And then I'm on the plane,
1: like reaching my (laughs) arm into the can between my legs, like, I just want a snack.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. My hand is like just too big (laughs) to fit into (laughs) it.
1: And of course you always eat it down like to the bottom like and you're just like yeah. You're always in the middle seat, and you're just like, oh, I just need to get my, my crap down.
0: <laughs> okay, I do have to say that I have I have such a hard time stopping with Pringles. Like, if I oh, have a yeah. whole thing, I'm going to eat the whole thing. Yeah. And by the time I get to, like, two-thirds down, I start to feel real sick. Like, yeah. it's it's not good anymore, but I'm just like, I have to keep eating them because of salt right. and yum. Yep, yep. But you kind of hate yourself. yep. Yeah. Well, and then at that, when I get to that point,
1: I'm like, I might as well finish it so that it's not here, so that I don't go through this experience again. <laughs> My mindset, I'm like, well, I might as well just eat it because then I don't have to worry about going through this again <laughs> and hating myself one more day. <laughs> Is that not would might,
0: people- <laughs> might as well just lean into the self hate, because yeah. <laughs> then it's just one time of self hate yeah. instead of multiple. I won't do this again until I get on another plane. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Hey, I haven't flown in like. Two years. So I've been Pringles free for good 24 months.
0: <laughs> Ping- Pr- Pringles free since 93. <laughs> if we go back to Carol and, and Susan's apartment, I just, the, the last thing I really have to point out is just, oh my God, the couch. <laughs> Did you notice? Just the pattern on their couch. I don't think I saw it. It was like I really hope that it was a cover. Because it looked <laughs> it looked akin to Ross's bedspread. Oh no. It was like a gray, but then like real like hand size racing stripes no. of bright fuchsia and royal blue. <laughs> oh no. Like close together. Then a big patch of gray and then, like, close together. Oh, no. It, it was horrifying. <laughs> so gross. Okay, the only other thing that I wanted to say was that Susan reads Yertle the turtle to the unborn baby and... Like, Ross can't believe that this is even happening. But I just... I, I, I loved that book so much as a kid. I still have the original book from my own childhood that I read to our kids. And, and, like, the spine is completely falling apart. It's, like, one of the... It's, like, one of my most treasured books. I wrote my name in it when I was, <laughs> like, six. Um, so I just... I'm so glad that that was just a little... A little... Like, shout out to Dr. Seuss. It's one of my favorite ones.
1: I've never read it. I didn't even know it was Dr. Seuss.
0: Yeah, it's great. Um, It's just about a turtle that wants to, like, be the highest turtle in the swamp. So he makes all the other turtles, like, he gets on their backs and makes, like, the highest little tower. And he's the top turtle until he makes them all fall down. And he, like, falls into the swamp. (laughs) So, like, don't be too ambitious, kids. Yeah. It'll be her downfall. <laughs> so we cut to Monica's apartment. And Ross is in that awful giant cream sweater tent akin to that again.
1: It looks like a fire hazard. I hate it. It is so big. It is like the chunkiest sweater I've ever seen. Why it. does he think he looks good in those things? It looks like that padding you use underneath carpet. You know how it's got those, like, flecks in it? It looks like that. Or,
0: like... <laughs>
1: yep, yep. It's so bad. But also, Phoebe is putting seasoning on the turkey.
0: But no, I, I I, noticed that, too. I was like, why is the vegetarian... Is that really a job for the vegetarian? And she seems to be, like, perfectly content. Totally. Um and then when she, when she talks about how she totally believes that a baby could hear everything and then asks Ross to stick his head in the turkey to demonstrate, I like, she really gets in there to, like, spread that turkey open. And I was just like, okay, okay, Phoebe. She would
1: not be. I feel like she would not be touching it. No. That was weird. Yeah. Like, wouldn't she I mean, like, I don't know who else they could have put to work there, but like, couldn't Joey be doing that or – yeah.
0: Monica anyone I did I did really like that this this was the first like this kind of connects to the one with all the thanksgivings in season five when uh Joey actually like does it mm-hmm. so I just I, I I liked that little connection yeah.
1: and then the one where Monica reenacts that one uh-huh <laughs> all the things heads I'm and real- turkeys <laughs> I love that. Did you see Courtney Cox recreate that this year at Thanksgiving? No. No? She did. She put it on Instagram. You got to find it. It's good. Oh, that's great. Okay. Rachel continues to look adorable. She
0: does. Even though she's like being a brat. (laughs) Oh, she's being awful. But, but when
1: I said the next line, her friends are so nice, even though she's being a total brat. Like they're so
0: kind. I know. And she's like, oh, put the mail over there. And she's, they're just like, No check your mail we're giving you money bitch (laughs) i love that
1: monica just whacks her with it i know she's like so offended (laughs) but they're so sweet that like harkens back to our thanksgiving like people just rally around you and it's so wonderful
0: i know when you're having a bad day your friends are always there they'll be there for you (laughs) i loved chandler's thanksgiving food the grilled cheese tomato soup and a like family-sized bag of fun needs.
1: it sounds i was watching them with that grilled cheese later and i was like that looks delicious
0: it looks so good
1: i had a friend growing up we never had white bread in my house we always had the like seedy whatever bread or my mom would make it herself And it was like uh and we'd shop <laughs> at like briar patch and have all the like <laughs> you know hippie stuff um and we never had like um American
0: cheese. Yes,
1: American oh, cheese. Craft singles. So I had a friend who had when I would go to her house, she would make grilled cheese with like a load of butter, white bread, and American cheese, and it was just like, oh, yep. Just,
0: just, I had to go to my friends' houses to have sugar cereal.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> like when I had when I got to sleep over at people's houses <laughs> and eat honeycomb cereal oh. or pops. I was like, what is this miracle food? (laughs) It's so good. I would eat that for like just lunch.
1: I do it very specifically though, because I don't like when it gets soggy and I don't like the milk getting too sweet. So I pour in like a couple spoonfuls and
0: eat it so it's still crunchy. Oh my God. You are my like spirit (laughs) animal. Sarah, I have never ever, I can't believe I didn't know this about you. I have never, ever in my life met someone who ate cereal that way. Really? I I eat sweet cereal. I only put like a tiny little like yeah. like handful in the bowl and a tiny mm-hmm. little bit of milk. And then I eat it super fast because it has to stay crunchy and it cannot yeah. taint the milk. Yes. Yeah. And I won't drink the milk at
1: the end because it's too sweet. I pour it out because I can't handle it.
0: Yeah, I can only have the right number of, the, the right amount of milk to really match the cereal that's in there. Yeah, and sometimes I'll like I'll take a cup of milk with me and the box and like <laughs> pour it like, in a bowl. Oh, when we get like certain kinds of cereal, even if it's not that sweet, I will have like 10 bowls of cereal yeah and in the tiniest bowl yeah. and tyler will look at me like what are you doing and i'm just like i'm eating cereal don't, don't look at me i have ocd okay
1: it's so important it's <laughs> really important i'm so glad you do that too oh i'm gonna have to tell court because he's also like what is your problem just eat the cereal and he'll he'll put his cereal in a bowl this is like so monstrous to me He'll put any cereal in a bowl and like put all the milk in it and just like walk away for 20 minutes. And I'm just like, I'm like
0: panicking. Like, <laughs> Are you going to eat this? <laughs> oh, my God. My children do that. And I'm just like, no. get in here and eat your cereal. It's going to get soggy. I'm like freaking out. And they're just like, Mom, what is wrong with this? They'll eat it if it's been sitting out for like two days. <laughs> so I have to tell you what Tyler does because it's the exact opposite of what hmm. I do and that's that that is monstrous to me. <laughs> but he will fill a bowl up with milk and then just put a little cereal in it. Like or like some cereal in it and eat it and then put more cereal in the milk. The same milk. It's like not fresh milk.
1: And then he just drinks the milk.
0: No, he'll put more cereal in and like let it mix up, but it's like not fresh milk with the fresh cereal.
1: Well, then the milk also gets warm. I don't like when the milk is no. warm, too. So you need
0: the fresh milk to be cold. It needs to be very cold. And even, like, <laughs> even between my 10 bowls of cereal, I can't have the milk out. I have to put right. it back in the fridge. So I take multiple trips to the fridge because it's got to stay cold.
1: <laughs> we may or may not be completely neurotic. <laughs> this is amazing. So Chandler was telling his Thanksgiving story to Rachel, and everyone's all just like, "Oh, not again. But wouldn't Rachel already know the story? I feel like it, because she's known him for a while. Well, and in one of the flashback Thanksgiving ones, Judy says, Monica, come down. Everyone's here. Ross, Rachel, and the boy who hates Thanksgiving.
0: That's true. So. Good catch. Thank you. Oh, come on, friends. So there's an extra scene on the DVD right here where um, Phoebe's pulling yams out of the bag, the grocery bag. And Ross is just like, I never saw these at mom's. (laughs) And Phoebe just looks at him and is like, it's a yam. (laughs) Oh, my God. Phoebe, when Phoebe turns into street Phoebe, I love her so much. Yes. Because she just like, don't take this out the wrong way or anything, but back off. <laughs> I loved
1: that. It was so good. <laughs> oh. She has, like, not a lot going on in this episode, but the moments that she has are all just, like, really sticking it to people.
0: She's yeah. just, like, with that pie in Chandler's face. and Oh, man. When she, when she just, like floats the pie in do you her facial expressions are just gold like she like kind of does this like little eyebrow raise and is like I'm messing with you
1: I was wondering if like there are bloopers from that scene if she broke there because she looks like she's like she's totally taunting him but also like oh my god I'm gonna start laughing this is so (laughs) sweet
0: we cut to Joey in the subway um i do want to point out that he i really love his big gray wool coat Mm -hmm. it's great and it has like a like cool houndstoothy pattern to it it's very new yorky classy
1: and then he's talking to that woman who's the perfume gal Um,
0: by the way she looks absolutely terrified when he comes up (laughs) to her did you notice that yes because he's being creepy Yeah, if I was sitting there, by the way, I I don't know why she would be sitting right there at where people like come up and down the subway.
1: So I was like, he asked her out and she's like, okay, And they're just like, they're both there to take a train, but they can just like both abandon wherever they're going to go on a date now.
0: I don't think that he's there to take a train. I think he's there to scope out his poster. Oh. And so I was wondering if like she was there because someone she was meeting someone because she's clearly like by the entrance exit. Hmm. Uh, but I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's just trying to figure out where his posters are. <laughs> um. But when she is sitting there and, like, looking so terrified, I feel like I know exactly what she is feeling in that moment. Because if someone came up to me and was just like – Hey, how's it going? Like, I remember me I'd be like, "Oh my god, who are you? No don't, talk don't talk to me. No, I don't." <laughs> Cuz it takes her a good like 10 seconds to even start letting her guard down. Yeah. And then she's kind of like, oh, "Okay, he's not being que- creepy." <laughs> even though he presents as super creepy. But he he is kind of charming. He like does that like, "Oh, remember I'm the armist guy." Armis. Armis. Um, I just realized I didn't even look her up. Her name is Laura Harris, and she she plays the obsession girl. And she actually was in she was the face of a lot of of various perfumes, including Geo, Ultima 2, and Oil of Olay. Oh wow. So she was kind of like it, it was very meta. She, she played, she played her character in real life.
1: That's amazing. I also, we're so in sync. Like the one time I don't look someone up, you looked it up. <laughs> <Great> Thanks. <laughs> um, IMDB says that she began modeling part-time for tuition money to pursue her French
0: literature major, but soon took it to full-time, which then led to acting. Um, can I also tell you a quick fact? Yeah. She, she became a psychotherapist. Oh, really? Look yes, at her. I know. Great job. <laughs> so one thing that I just want to point out in the scene is that after, like, the first half of the scene where she's just like, oh, my God, who is this creepoid? She then, like, does a complete 180. <laughs> and and he's just like, oh, like, we're talking about perfumes. Like, you smell good. What are you wearing? And she, like, turns to him and is like, Nothing. I was like, what are you doing, girl? Like, what's what's happening right now? Yeah, it was like the total
1: opposite equal reaction of her fear before is now like just total aggressive like sexuality.
0: Yeah, so much to the point where Joey becomes like a giggling little boy. Like he's He's just speechless. Yeah, he's just like, oh, I can't believe this worked it's my favorite yeah like his big grin oh, it's the
1: best. and he's just like and he like kind of just is breathless for a second it's just like huh yeah like what do I do now okay this is awesome
0: <laughs> it turns out he has VD oh yeah <laughs> okay. sorry sorry girl but then she's like I, I
1: thought they could have written a better line where she, he's like she's She's like, I just remembered I have to go. And he's like, oh, where? And she's like, or I have to do something. And she's he's like, what? And she goes, leave. I know. That was lame. But then they play a police song, which I thought was a huge get for the show. Like, it seemed very out
0: of place for this show. Yeah, they don't often, they they never use regular songs. Yeah. Right? Okay, so there is a ton of police connections. <gasps> that I found out. So can I share these? I have so much to say about this Police song because when I looked it up because I was I was equally confused like why why is there are they dedicating so much time? Cuz it's not just like a transition song. It went mm-hmm. like it went from like scene to transition to scene to transition. The song is the Police's Don't Stand So Close to Me 1980. The B-side of this single in the UK was a song called Friends. Aww. So there's that. Then the lead singer of The Police, Sting, as we all know, his wife was Trudy Styler, appears later in the series, but also the drummer of The Police is Stuart Copeland, whose uncle, Hunter Copeland, is married to Courtney Cox's mother. What? what (laughs) i don't i was like i can't even follow that track (laughs) yeah who's married to who's what
1: (laughs) so basically courtney cox married the police is what they're saying
0: yeah i think so i think she had some like rock and roll ties based you know like with bruce yeah with bruce springsteen and like the police and then they brought in
1: sting she's also been dating a musician for the last like Oh, I don't like eight years or something. She's been with someone. I can't remember what band he's in, but anyway, keep going. Yeah.
0: Anyway, that was it. Um, and part of the transition scene, he goes back to the coffee shop and all the friends are laughing because they've seen it. And uh, he's kind of sad.
1: <laughs> so when he goes into Monica's apartment, I just recoiled in like. Hatred at his Valor tank turtleneck is so bad It's brown velour joey you look like you are an std right now
0: (laughs) (laughs) very fitting and they're laughing at you because of that not the poster right (laughs) one thing that i loved though when they when they cut back to after that that song montage and they go they cut to the footage of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and then they go to the kitchen where they're all kind of like prepping food and it's the afternoon and the sun's coming through and they're just all like kind of in the kitchen it was like such a good feeling of friendship and love and like it was very thanksgiving and mm-hmm. I just I, I like I loved it um yeah e- even when Ross is sitting at the table like moping about his mom <laughs>
1: he's being the most whiny baby
0: oh I feel like we need to just like track whiny baby Ross because it's been a theme
1: yes oh it will continue
0: yeah um and one (laughs) one thing I just wanted to point out too that like in this whole scene that I really really loved was that Joey was standing in the middle of the kitchen not helping Eating like handfuls of baby marshmallows out of the bag. Like, (laughs) which I'm like, yeah, in like the the Thanksgiving prep, there's always that guy that's just like eating the ingredients.
1: Being totally useless and a basic nuisance.
0: And then complaining
1: about not having tater tots. Like, you're in the way, you're eating marshmallows, oh. <laughs> you're ruining your appetite, and you want tots.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I, I, I love it.
1: Well, how hard is it to make tater tots? They are frozen. She's not making them from scratch, we assume. Like, any of them could have made them. That's not hard.
0: Well, you know, there's precious oven oven real estate. But so. has an oven. He, even he could make tater tots. Do they have an oven? I don't because
1: she she cooks stuff over there. Oh yeah, remember she makes Brussels sprouts on another Thanksgiving. Yeah, and Chandler's like, "You get Monica's stinky Brussels (laughs) sprout." They're all locked out.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a good point. It doesn't take much. You could, yeah, it doesn't take much to make some tots.
1: You just put them on a tray in the oven for like a while and then take them out.
0: (laughs) They don't even have to be hot.
1: I mean, if you're, like, a garbage dumpster, like, Joey, you just microwave yeah. them probably. I don't know.
0: Oh, that's, I, I oh, that makes me cringe. They have, they have to be crispy. Uh, yes, agreed. Um, so in this scene, Ross and Monica are acting very sibling-y. Like, when he goes to taste the food and, like, pick at the, she's not doing this with Joey at all. But, like, when he goes to taste, she, like, smacks him. And he just, like, sulks and then, like, walks out. Like, storms out. He's like, Mom never hit. Yeah. And then he just like his face when he's just like oh, it's so he's, good. He's so good.
1: Uh and then Rachel like can't stop talking about shooping and Chandler goes, Oh, you must stop shooping. And it just felt very much the same.
0: Yeah. You you, re- you really loved him in that moment, huh? I
1: did. I did. I felt kindred spirit with him. I forgave the jacket because he really said what we were all thinking. Please stop it. Stop. Stop shipping. Stop. And, and then uh, Rachel comes out, I know this is jumping ahead a little bit, but she comes out of her bedroom with her skis. Are we to believe that she keeps her skis in that tiny bedroom? And where? Where I, well, where
0: else would she keep skis?
1: Her parents' house? I don't know. But like, they don't fit in that bedroom. Where do they go? And does she bed? ski ever again?
0: No. <laughs> she goes on a sailboat. That's a good point. Like would you really keep skis in your bedroom?
2: No.
1: No. It has that weird basement area where the Yeti is, right? That like weird storage. Yeah, like a storage they area.
0: They'd go down there. I don't know. Maybe she got them from there and packed them in her ski bag. <laughs> oh man. Um, I had a question for you
1: for tracking. Is this the first time that Phoebe uses her mom? Her mom's death to get something
0: that she wants. That's a good question. This was it. It was a good one where she's just like, you know, before she died, that's what she used to do. And like,
1: she's not doing it for because she's sad. She's doing it because she wants. Oh yeah. Potatoes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It might be the first time. I think it is. I think it is. We'll we'll have to see if she does it more. Um. But when Chandler bursts in and is like, underdog has gotten away. So I have to point out, when he bursts in, the door was unlocked from the outside. Mm -hmm. And then they all rush out. I was trying to find out. It looks like someone grabs, like, the lock or, like, turns something. And I couldn't really tell. But then... I was like, if someone did do it and Monica was saying, oh, lock the door, grab the keys, then that would make sense. But I just, there was, he leaves and comes back.
1: I was wondering if maybe the door handle has like a little thing that you can just like click as you're pulling, yeah. you know? And so that's how I justified that in my brain. Yeah. But but yeah. <laughs> I,
0: I, I did think though that the way that Courtney Cox delivered that line, like, Get got the keys? Like it wasn't. It was a little ambiguous. Yeah, it was. She was kind of like got the keys.
1: <laughs> she went both up and down. Yeah. So I liked that. Yeah. Yeah, knowing that that was coming, I was listening to the way she said yeah. it, and it was kind of like, but and Rachel's just like, okay,
0: like <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> so when we go to back to Carol's apartment I love how awkward Ross is oh my god in every way like his voice his body every so good his physical
1: comedy is so good like the way he's trying to talk to the belly he's just like can't he can't figure out how to be comfortable or
0: no he tries to get on his belly and his feet are like up and he's just like I can't do it I can't do it so good. Um, Okay, can I tell you that I loved his um, acoustical advantage comment? I know where he's just like, where do I, where do I aim this? Where do I talk? I mean, I can think of an acoustical advantage, and the visual of him yelling into her vagina is like, <laughs> like I could not stop laughing.
1: <laughs> oh God, she's so annoyed too. Aim for the bump. I have just a couple of facts about Jane Sibbett. If you want to hear. About yes, them. I do. I love her. Uh, she. Um, similar. Well, near us was born in Berkeley and grew up in the Bay area. And she went to UCLA. She started her acting career on the NBC soap opera, Santa Barbara. And she was nominated for a best newcomer soap opera digest award for that. She's made more than 200 appearances of multiple TV series. She, She co-starred with Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen in It Takes Two in 1995, so the year after this came out, Um, and then their telefilm Au Pair in 1999. So she's like on the Olsen train, riding that Olsen money. (laughs) Until (laughs) it crashes and
2: burns.
1: (laughs) Um, But then she kind of pivoted and she co-produced four documentaries on Braco, B-R-A-C-O, who's a Croatian faith healer um, with her company, Wild Aloha Studios in 2010, 2011, and 2012. And then the last one was released in 2013. She has been directing theater in Hawaii with two sold out years of one of her shows and the vagina monologues on Hawaii Island. And she wrote, um, she co-wrote a play with the women of Hawaii um, in April, 2016 called She Island. Um, she's been a longtime advocate for survivors of domestic violence and runs the 1736 Family Crisis Center in LA. I couldn't find any film credits since 2017 and no acting credits since, uh, 2007, so I'm wondering if, like, she's retired from Hollywood.
0: Yeah. It sounds like she has a lot of other stuff going on that's, like, really great, though. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of stuff in Hawaii. It's pretty cool. Um, I love her even more
1: yes yeah and I, I love when she's like well you don't have to do it just because susan does and ross is immediately like
0: oh hey baby how's yeah. it going let me tell you about my major yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh so when the baby kicks and they all like freak out uh, i i just was like are you serious carol like how pregnant are you <laughs> As someone who has had the babies, um, you definitely feel them before anyone on the outside can feel them. As I remember being like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, feel this. And everyone would just be like, where, where, where? I don't feel anything. And I'm just like, no, don't you feel it? It's, like it's these little, me. Yeah, it's like these little flutters. And until the babies get, like, strong muscles and, like, feet... No one can feel it but you and you feel it a long time before. <laughs> so, I'm just like whoever is there like consulting gyno on this <laughs> on this show, you need to fix it. Fix it now.
1: Carol's body shape there is perfect too. The way she's laying on the couch just like flipping a magazine just like
0: mm. <laughs> she's so hunched too? Like, she's just like, uh I'm over it.
1: <laughs> so, right before that, there was, like, a brief scene at Monica's apartment, wasn't there? In between those two Carol scenes. Oh, was there? I think so, because Ross is talking to the baby, and then we jump to Monica's apartment, and Phoebe's talking about how concerned she is that um, they had to shoot down Underdog. And she's like, oh, it's so cruel.
0: And then they get the key. They have... They find out they're locked out. Oh, I didn't write anything. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) It's just like, I'm not writing anything. It was very short. They
1: were just jumping back and forth. But this is when Carol's body, she's like curved in a seat. She's like trying to lay down on the couch. And Ross is on the floor, just like droning on and on.
0: (laughs) And then the baby kicks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Well, I
1: will tell you that four out of seven people found that fact about the baby kicking interesting on IMDb (laughs)
0: because they posted that as a factual error. A little over half. (laughs) So if we go back to the girl's apartment though, I, I, I have to say, I love that the boys have a literal drawer full of keys.
1: You'd think like they're in that apartment all the live long day. You'd think they'd have the key more readily available. Like, I assume that Joey goes in there in the middle of the night and just eats stuff, like, while they're sleeping.
0: I wonder if they just keep it open, like, for a lot of the days, because they know that the boys are coming in and out.
1: I wonder, too, if they just use that, like, top lock. Like, if the boys had a key, they wouldn't be able, and the girls actually lock the door, they'd just use the top one, so they wouldn't be able to get in anyway. That's true. So maybe it just is unlocked, like, all day, or, I don't don't know, anyway.
0: Yeah, I don't know, I, I just, I really, um, I felt some, some kindred spirits with the drawer full of keys, just because, (laughs) like, I have a similar drawer, I mean, it's, like, in our junk drawer, but it's definitely, like, a piece of the junk drawer that is just keys, (laughs) I don't know what they go to, (laughs) We, we moved with them like we moved houses and took these this like ball of keys with us. I, I, I might need them one day. I have no idea what they go to. Um, but when they moved, the keys moved with us.
1: <laughs> I'd probably say if you've moved homes at this point, you probably won't need any of those keys.
0: Well, I know that some of the keys are like bike lock keys. That's why I so, keep all
1: my spare keys. Because I'm like,
0: what if this is a bike yeah, lock key? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's a bike lock key or a padlock. Or, <laughs> and I might have the padlock in some other place in the garage that I might need later. Because God forbid I would buy a new padlock.
1: God forbid you just label your keys.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's okay. We're very busy, like, organizing
1: the way we eat our cereal. I don't have time to think about these other things. Yeah, <laughs>
0: Anyway, I loved that, like, they took the whole drawer with them. (laughs) And and Chandler's just holding the drawer. And they're like, why do you have so many keys?
1: And he's like, for occasions, just like this. (laughs) For emergencies. (laughs) And Rachel's like, listen, smirky. I liked that. (laughs) And then (laughs) this is where they start bickering about the keys. You're like, why would I say I have the keys if I didn't have the key? And she's like, you said I have the keys? Got the keys. Um, And that's when Phoebe's like, no one say keys.
0: (laughs) I just have I want to say just like, Monica, I feel like she's completely justified in her breakdown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, like, she's trying so hard to make Mm -hmm. everyone happy with all their different potatoes.
1: (laughs) And no one's even said, like, please one time.
0: No, and she, and like, she mentioned something very quickly and offhand before moving to the next thing where she's, like, it, like, so kind of comes out where she's, like, I feel like I'm always the one who has to take responsibility. And then she moves on to, like, s- something else. But I'm, like, oh, ding, ding, ding. Like, no wonder you're so neurotic. You feel this, like, weight of, of taking care of all of these friends. Yeah. And now, like... You can't do it because
1: you're <laughs> locked out. Well, and she's a chef, so it's, like, not only that maternal instinct, but also, like, her, like, the thing she's good at is now being ruined out of her control. Yeah. It's probably a reaction to that, like, need to, to like, be responsible for everything is a reaction to her mom, like, never thinking anything she does is good enough. Yeah.
2: Yep. So.
0: yep. Like, so she's the mom of, like, this group, and she, she can't be. And so she just, like, breaks down. It's so good. <laughs> I love that she waits, like, two
1: seconds after Phoebe's, like, let's stop talking. And then she's like, why would I have the keys? Yeah. <laughs> she
0: she can't let it go. She can't. Yeah. She has to be right. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, and then when she's getting so mad about the potatoes, the stress is getting to her, and Chandler's like, okay, Monica, only dogs can hear you now. She's getting so
0: (laughs) high-pitched. Oh, man. But when they finally get inside (laughs) and everything's burned and Ross just has to come in and say, like, this doesn't smell like mom's. (laughs) (laughs) He's
1: just the worst. (laughs) Dude. Take a beat and read the room, buddy. <laughs> but, okay, I was wondering if you recognize the song he's singing at all. Like, I I didn't know if it's a real song or... Like, at first I thought he was putting words to Hey Hey Were the Monkeys and just putting different words on it. I thought he was, too. When he comes in the apartment, he's singing, like, some other weird words that weren't... I didn't know.
0: So when he's talking to the belly he's singing the monkey song but putting his own words to it okay i also don't know if that song he's singing in the apartment is the same song i feel like it should be but i don't know the song well enough okay
1: yeah yeah i don't know the words to that song outside of hey hey we're the monkeys they say we like to monkey around
0: same (laughs) when he changed it i didn't understand what was happening I and I loved Chandler's
1: face when they all start fighting. He's just so nice. happy. This is his wheelhouse. He gets yep. this is his comfort zone. Yeah.
0: He finds comfort in dysfunction. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is familiar. Yeah. But then when they when they like transition to later on in the night and they're like all sad when everything's cleaned up and done. I feel like Phoebe always kind of saves the day a little bit.
1: I said ugly naked guy is the one that always breaks the tension
0: (laughs) true but Phoebe notices it yeah and then she's like ooh ugly naked gal (laughs) and they're like they all run up and they're like oh
1: yeah because ugly naked guy is like old news none of them respond they're just like eh and then she goes ugly naked gal
0: and then they have ugly naked dancing (laughs) I know and they're so happy again and like appreciate each other
1: yeah. yeah that's one of those full house
0: awe moments uh-huh well no and then they have their amazing grilled cheese dinner oh his cere-
1: chandler's ceremonious carving of that grilled cheese i i like i wanted to get up and make a grilled cheese oh it was so good <laughs> and
0: there's there's nothing better than grilled cheese and wine <laughs> oh
1: my god you know what's better than grilled cheese i made like you know how if you caramelize onions for, like, a really long time, they get really jammy? hmm I made, like, a caramelized onion grilled cheese with, like, bread I made. Just, like, slathered the bread in butter. And then I I used, I think, like, Gruyere, like, some fancy cheese. And I did jammy grilled onions. And I just ate the... I, and it was, like, bread I made. The slices were, like, this big. <laughs> like, this long, because it's, like, a big round loaf. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I think I put some arugula in it. It was... <gasps> so good my mouth is filling with saliva oh my
0: gosh i'm so hungry (laughs) (laughs)
1: um and then phoebe is telling monica and joey why they have to split the the grill like why they have to make a wish when they split the grilled cheese and i love how she's like you know thanksgiving
0: (laughs) (laughs) thanksgiving tear it apart um did you notice how how much of joey's hand was like grabbing (laughs) oh yeah I was like,
1: just the tip, and he had the whole thing.
0: Yeah, I was like, you would definitely have like more of the bread. It's not equal. No, but he did
1: wish for the bigger half. So true. His wish came true. Lovely, simple little Joey.
0: Yes. Tell us your wish. He's like, bigger half. (laughs) Nothing deep here. No. (laughs) And then I said,
1: they all have a nice time together because they're. They all have a nice time because they're together. we a friendship.
0: <laughs> it's true. No, as dysfunctional as they are. They're, they need each other and they love each other.
1: Yeah. Chandler gives a great rousing speech. Just, I'm thankful that all your Thanksgiving sucked. <laughs> and it's perfect. Yeah, perfect. Can we go with the tag? Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to enlist your help because I couldn't, the credits when I was watching it were over the top of the okay,
0: yes, I read them all. Same for me. There was one that I missed. Me too. It was and probably it was sa- over the it, top. It was probably the same one.
1: <laughs> so first, it's bladder control problems. Yep. And then it
0: said like
1: stop, and I couldn't read what the word was. It said like it looked like it said wet bedding, but
0: uh... yeah, I could I couldn't read that one either. And then it was hemorrhoids. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Frickin' Max Wright, Mr. Terry of the coffee shop, was over the top of it, and I couldn't... I watched the DVD and the streaming one, and I couldn't find
0: it. It was something bad.
1: (laughs) But then he wins three Tony Awards, and he's happy.
0: (laughs) He's got one poster down. (laughs) He no longer has VD. Yay! Yay! Man, I feel like for the one about Underdog, where Underdog gets away... It's just, it was just a tiny little chunk of that episode. I know. He was a very, like
1: an afterthought of
0: the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. That one had a lot going on in it. Yeah. Oh, but it was a good one. Yeah. Great job. You too. The next time we do this, I'm going to see you in person. I'm so excited. Oh my oh gosh. My- we have to figure out how to podcast in real life.
1: I know. I don't know how to do anything off Zoom. I was, <laughs> this is. This is so bad. But I was even thinking like maybe I'm gonna be nervous to see you in person. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> oh anybody in person anymore.
0: Like it's I'm... just so weird. You know that we can give each other hugs, right? Yeah. I can hug yeah. you. I'm oh, like, I like that makes me so happy. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. I'm gonna cry oh, now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Oh. I am a little nervous too though, but I'm like, it's good. It's good.
1: It's just like a thing that I was like, oh my God, I only, I don't see anybody anymore. Except on a computer. Like, what will it be like to see someone in real life? (laughs) Like have someone in my car? Is that allowed?
0: (laughs) We're both fully vaccinated. I think we can, we can handle it.
1: (laughs) Also, I don't go anywhere or see anyone. So, and you don't either. Nope. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. I'm so excited. And I'll be there for you. I'll be there
0: for you. In person, I'll show up with like a breakfast pizza sack for you. <gasps> oh, <laughs> a breakfast burrito sack. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. But I'll oh. take her off so it's like real soggy. Okay.
0: <laughs> Just the way we like it. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love you, Sarah. I love you too. Bye, Bye, friend. Bye, friend. Better Friends podcast is created, produced, edited, and all the other things by Ashley Madden and Sarah Reinen. Please rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Send us your questions to betterfriendswatchingfriends at gmail.com.
1: To find out more about Better Friends, please check us out on Twitter at betterfriendpod or on Instagram at betterfriendswatchingfriends. Thanks for listening.